Author Howard Bloom is here. He is the author of the book In the Enemy's House. You can get that where books are sold, you know, Amazon, the Kindle, all those places. It's the secret saga of the FBI agent, the codebreaker who caught the Russian spies. Good morning, Howard. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good to speak with you. Yes, definitely, for sure. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about your new book, what the, uh, what the, what this, what that is. And then, uh, we'll, we'll kind of jump in and, and see how that fits into today's stuff. Sure. As the Cold War is breaking out, the U.S. government is secretly trying to read the Russian messages, the Russian codes. We're working out of a former girls' finishing school, uh, just outside Washington, D.C., called Arlington Hall. The man reading this endeavor is a man called Meredith Gardner. He's a very quirky, loner sort of type, and he's gotten a, a bit far. He's sort of cracked the beginnings of the code, but he can't get any further. Then an FBI agent, a playboy, jovial type of FBI agent, starts going around Arlington Hall. The reason he first goes there is Arlington Hall was filled during the war with a legion, or so it seems, of women. They're doing the, the helping in the code-breaking. So uh, Bob Lampier likes to hang out there. He works with Meredith Gardner, and he actually leads a, a, a group of FBI agents who break into the Soviet trade mission, get messages before they're encoded. This gives Meredith Gardner the piece he needs to solve the puzzle. They then start reading the Soviet codes, and they discover, oh, my gosh, there's something called Project Enormous. The Russians, Russian spies are have infiltrated our atomic energy programs. They're stealing our atomic secrets at Los Alamos. Gardner and Lampier then begin this spy hunt that I talk about in, in the enemy's house to try to hunt down these spies. It's a hunt that brings in eventually 25 different spies, including the Rosenbergs. What, uh, so with all the, so this all goes back to, to then, the, the everything happening today in modern day stuff tends to go back to then. Is this just a continuation or is this like the second episode? Like how does this whole thing work? Well, it's, I think it's important to realize, uh, that, as I realized, you know, I sat on my hilltop writing this book, uh, and I thought I was writing a history about the past, but then I started you know, reading the headlines, and I also write for Vanity Fair, and I started going off and doing reporting, and I realized the past is not past. I was not just writing a spy story, but I was thrown into one, as we all were. And what the Russians did back in the Cold War is just a continuation of what they did then. Uh, we were the enemy back then. They were stealing our secrets. We had human agents on the ground that we were looking for, and now they're using a cyber attack against us to play fast and loose with our elections. It is the same continuation of the same attack. We're talking with Howard Bloom. He's the author of In the Enemy's House. We'll have more with him around the corner. It's the Breakfast Club, Mains Big Z, 927 Worldwide at the all-new MainsBigZ.com. We're talking with author Howard Bloom this morning on The Breakfast Club. We're talking about the book In the Enemy's House, The Secret Saga of the FBI Agent and the Codebreaker Who Caught the Russian Spies. Now, during the original Cold War, you know, the, the current uh, administration claims this is a, a big witch hunt. Um, was the was it the same case uh, back in back in the the fifties sixties when when this stuff happened previously? Is that kind of sort of the same the same mantra? It was the same but different. Let me explain. Witch hunt is a is a term both 
the left and the right have used. It's, it's a, a metaphor uh, for turning the rhetorical tables. Uh, uh, it's the people making the accusations rather than the accused who are, are the guilty party. And during the Cold War, uh, the left felt they were being victimized, that the Red Scare uh, was not something to be scared about. And then uh, Senator McCarthy, uh, opportunistic exaggerations took this even further. But the real tragedy was that the spy masters, the people who knew what was going on at Arlington Hall, and even the President of the United States did not know that we were reading the Russian codes. They knew the truth, but they did not share it with us. Uh, they knew, for example, that Julius Rosenberg was guilty of coordinating a ring of Russian spies, but they also knew that his wife, Ethel, was not an active spy. Uh, she was knew of his work. She was complicit, but she was not an active Soviet agent. Yet they let her be executed along with him rather than revealing this. And today, too, we wonder how, you know, the president is tweeting that the witch hunts are going on. Well, let the spy masters who know the real story, let them bring it out. The FISA court, which decided to wiretap Carter Page on four different occasions, let them reveal what they know. The way to end witch hunts is to drive the stake of truth into the heart of the matter, and that's what the intelligence community has been reluctant to do, and in the process, both in the 1950s and today, they've allowed America to become factionalized. Is there any validity to the argument that it, maybe it's in the national interest to hold back most of the facts from the American people? Is, is, there, any, is there anything to that? There's a small scintilla of truth, but let's go back to the, the story I tell in, in the enemy's house, where the, where the spy master said it was in the national interest not to tell the Russians that we had cracked their, their code. But that sounds like a pretty convincing argument. However, it was remarkably specious because the spy masters also knew that two moles at Arlington Hall had told the Russians that we were reading their codes. If the Russians knew, finally, that we were reading their codes, why can't for 50 years the American people have known the full facts? We had an arsenal of smoking guns uh, that we could have shared with the American people. Why can't we also share the reasons why Carter Page was wiretapped on four different occasions? Let's put an end to this. Let's not get away with the easy arguments that this is just invalid, that it's a witch hunt. Let's get the facts out there. I think the national interest, you know, witch hunts disturb the national interest, too. Uh, they, they do damage to our nation, as we're seeing now, as we're seeing the nation becoming increasingly polarized, and people are wondering what the truth is. We're talking with author Howard Bloom. He's written the book, In the Enemy's House, The Secret Saga of the FBI Agent and the Codebreaker Who Caught Russian Spies. We're going to talk more with him around the corner about that. It's time for sports on the Z in 92.7, Welcome back. Segment number three of The Breakfast Club, author Howard Bloom is here. He's talking about his book, In the Enemy's House. He's also also author of the New York Times bestsellers, The Last Good Night and Dark Invasion. He's uh, been Vanity Fair's go-to on Russian intelligence. So make sure you're, uh, you're looking for him uh, when you have questions on, on this stuff. The many instances that have been documented of Russians meeting with and attempting to co-opt with, with members of, the, of the, the current administration's campaign when it was a campaign and inner circle as agents of influence, 
that's standard Russian intelligence, right? That's that's just kind of what they do, I guess. Yes, uh, and we do it too. We look for uh, targets, agents of influence, people that we can get our, our hooks into, and they were able to succeed in doing that uh, in in the Trump administration. What's so interesting to me about the Trump administration? You know, the whole investigation. One of the big issues is the Christopher Steele dossier. And there is Christopher Steele going off doing his investigation, and he's hired to do opposition research on Trump, which he's done in every political campaign. And he thinks he might find some financial improprieties in the course of the matter. But in the course of it, he finds out, oh my gosh, uh, the Russians have their hooks into the administration. And so what does he do? He runs to the FBI. Donald Trump Jr. is given information uh, that the Russians have derogatory information on Hillary Clinton, what does he do? He, he says, this. Uh, he says, quote, I love it, and he calls a meeting at, at Trump Tower. Steve Bannon, of all people, said this was treasonous. I'll let your listeners judge. That's, uh, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty wild. Um, during the Cold War, um, we were kind of caught unaware of this stuff. Like, you know, is this once again a situation where we've been we've been caught not paying attention? That's very much the case. It's very accurate. You know, in the spy story I tell in, in the Enemy's House, my hero Bob Lanfear is part of the FBI's uh, Soviet espionage uh, squad, and this is during World War II when he starts. And he's thinking, this is a dead end job. Uh, the Soviets are our allies. They're dying fighting the Nazis by, by the millions. What's the point of this? We're giving them lend-lease war material. Why am I doing this? And then slowly but slowly he follows the footsteps until they're taking apart the codes and they realize they're sitting there and they're reading, oh my gosh, uh, the Russians have agents in our Los Alamos project where we're building the atom bomb. This is something for us to be concerned about. And then they go on this spy hunt step by step by step methodically, trying to track down all the spies. Because even once you take apart these codes, the agents still have co- code names. They're called liberal, antenna, rest, or goose, and they have to identify these people and track them down. We're talking with author Howard Bloom. is the author of the book In the Enemy's House, The Secret Saga of the FBI Agent, the Codebreaker Who Caught the Russian Spies. One more segment with him around the corner. It's Maine's Big Z, 92.7 and 105.5, worldwide at the all-new MainsBigZ.com. Welcome back. Fourth and final segment with author Howard Bloom, author of the book In the Enemy's House, The Secret Saga of the FBI Agent, The Codebreakers Who Caught the Russian Spies. Talking a little bit about all the, the Russian in, in Russian election interference investigations and things of that nature today and how that all how that all ties in with, with the book and, and things of that nature. Um, now... The government did not reveal what they knew about the theft of, a, of atomic secrets in the 50s. In fact, they, they actually allowed scientists we knew to be spies walk away then reveal the sources. Did, did the Obama administration, confident of a democratic victory, also deliberately withhold proof of Rus- Russian intervention in the last election? Without a doubt. The Obama administration was negligent in not bringing this uh, to the nation's attention. Uh, and it's, it's worse today. Uh, the Obama administration finally did things. They 
put in sanctions. They expelled Russians. Uh, President Trump is still very much denying that this is is happening. Uh, he's, he's also not enforcing the sanctions against Russia that Congress passed. Now, this is not a Democratic or Republican issue. This is an American issue, uh, an issue about the security of our country, about the security of our elections, and something really has to be done on the presidential level. And the first step, I think, is for the president to admit uh, that this attack against America, and it was an attack against America, happened. And it's a, it's a, it, we have been involved in a war with the Russia since the 1950s when they began to steal our atomic secrets. That, what is happening now is a continuation of this war. They see us as the enemy. So, you know, in the, you had mentioned... Uh, it, you know, the sooner we kind of get to the bottom of this, I think the faster, you know, things will get done. Um, is there more stuff that needs to be declassified and released to the public? And uh, or, or are they just doing exactly or are they trying to just remake what they did last time? I, I think there is a, a mindset in intelligence agencies that it's their business to keep secrets, even if the secrets, knowing these secrets can help the American people. Secrets is capital that they won't touch. For example, the New York Times and other news organizations have, uh, have sued the FISA Court for Freedom of Information Act to find out why was Carter Page wiretapped for four different times. Three Republican judges approved these wiretaps. At this point, since it's well known that he was wiretapped, wouldn't it be beneficial for the American people to know what that evidence was let the American people judge uh, what the government knew, why the government was so concerned. Then the president can say, cannot say it's a witch hunt, or the American people can say this information is fraudulent. It is a witch hunt. Let us decide. I mean, the facts, as I said before, the way to clear, kill witches is to drive the stake of truth in, into the heart of the matter. That, gets, that puts an end to witch hunts. Now, uh, next question for you. Where can folks buy this book? This book is is available Amazon, all bookstores all around the country. All right, Howard Bloom, he's the author of the book "In the Enemy's House." He's been kind enough to talk with us today about Russian spies and interference and things of that nature. It's a big topic right now. Howard, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Good to speak with you too.